We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed. Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, September 28th. And we'll be took, taking a look at the Thursday night football DraftKings slate Packers versus Lions. We'll be talking some uh, some props and sports betting. We'll be talking to, 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 to the, the, the winner. The winner. You won a lot of money on Sunday. On the I spy did. On the 444. You don't yep. typically, you don't typically, I, I, I did not know this until five minutes ago, because Tim, you do not flaunt, like Scora Patrol, when he wins the million, we, we hear all about it <laughs> on, on Roto Grinders, but, but yeah, quiet Tim over there, you just quietly, you just, just silent, but deadly. It's just, I'll just take all the money and let no one know about it. If I had played Tank Dell over Josh Downs, I would have won even more money. But I try to get cute. Oh, so you're greedy now. Oh, so oh, so yeah. I try. I try to get. Away. I try to get cute. I try to get cute, and I cost myself 
I don't know, probably another $15,000 by getting a little cute, but I still had a, an amazing week. But yeah, that's the sign of a good DFS player, right? Instead yep. of like going, Oh my God, I won or everything like that. You think of all the mistakes that you made. It's like, like, Oh, it could have been even better. I could have I could have made an even better team too. Like yeah, not just not just downs over Dow. There was another another obvious swap I could have made, but yeah, it was uh it was still a good week. But yeah, yeah it was I a definitely... very chalk. I mean, I, I'm assuming that the pieces that you didn't have were like how much chalk should I play in my lineup? And you went like the pivot, and it just turns out that like if you played the higher projected higher owned players other than Josh Kelly, you probably right. did very well. Right, yeah, I didn't have Jeff Kelly. Um, I went Zach Moss instead. Um, I went Mostert. Um, yeah, so it, it was it was a good team, but there, there were ways of making it better. And then I tried to make a stand with Downs over Dow, which did not work out. And then I went Christian Kirk over. I really wanted to play Cortland Sutton because uh, I I had two Dolphins on my team already, and that was a pretty obvious. Uh, switcheroo, you know, to just get some correlation with Sutton. And I didn't do it. I played Christian Kirk. Kirk was okay, but Sutton was better. So I, I cost myself about 20, about 20 points. And that amounted to about another like 15 grand I could have made. So, oh, well, but it's still an amazing week for me. Okay. So let's, let's talk about tonight's game Packers versus Lions. We do have some free content up at rotogrinders.com. Give, it, give me the thumbs up. That, that's the only way that you have to pay for it. Hit the thumbs up button on the video. Give me the like button. Give me the subscribe button. Give me the notification bell to let us to let you know. We know when we're live, but you want to know when we're live here on the channel. Hit that button. Packers versus Lions. We got the grind down from Noda. We also have uh, uh, the Napster man has uh, his lineup optimizer values, which, I mean, we'll show here in lineup HQ. You get this as a premium member. You get all of our projections for uh for all the for everything i mean for everything get a combo premium package click on the link in the description get ten dollars off your first month uh the the ownership obviously will change we have to wait on some news i think david montgomery is is i think he's gonna play right he's he's going to play today is all are all the people that are questionable that were questionable heading in this game are going to play to some extent because that would be that would be aaron jones for the Packers, that would be Christian Watson for the Packers, and that would be David Montgomery. I mean, the Lions don't have anyone else that, you know. I mean, Reynolds was like on the injury report last week, but he's fine now. Uh, do you? Yeah, think it's going to be full. Everyone's going to be fully healthy, so value is going to be tough to come by. We're not going to get any of those obvious, like chalky value pieces, which is okay. Um, but definitely, like the decision point for me that I've been thinking about for a while is kind of like what to do with Jameer Gibbs and the David Montgomery situation. Cause obviously ownership needs to be updated. We haven't updated it yet. We still have Montgomery at 0%. Obviously you'll, you'll take him at zero. If you're the only one that plays him. You'll right. Play. Yeah. We'll take, we'll take, we'll take him at 1%. But yeah, I mean, I think the question becomes, you know, Jameer Gibbs is really expensive. He's 9,600 and now he's going to be back to, you know, running back by committee type situation, which is going to cipher a lot of usage from him. So it's kind of like, what do you do with that situation? And then the Packers wide receiver core, I think is kind of a tricky uh, one to navigate also because Watson's back now. 
So, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen him play yet. And, you know, his projection doesn't look amazing. Um, but do you, th- do you think all these guys, I, th- I, th- I mean, the first thing is, do you think all these guys out of Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, and David Montgomery, do you think, do you think all of these guys just go back to their, just their normal roles? Or do you think that, you know, they, maybe Aaron Jones doesn't play as much as we think, or maybe Watson doesn't play as much as we think, or Montgomery, you know, they, they put in Craig Reynolds for a bunch of times and Montgomery only gets, you know, seven or eight carries. Like, do you think there's a situation like that? Or do you think that that's most likely if they're active, they're, they're going to be featured. Until I hear otherwise, um, I treat these guys as if they're going to be their normal usage. Like, unless I hear something real definitive or even even some kind of BS coach speak, like, I'm just going to treat it as if these guys are fully fully ready to go, and I'm going to treat them as if, as if they're going to get their full usage. Well, one one thing that uh, you could you could get here at roto grinders is our props and pick them package uh if you if you don't if you don't play dfs hey if you play or play dfs fairly minimally and you just want you just want our projections our expert analysis for props and pick them we have a package for that that you could sign up for uh one thing when you get the combo premium you also get all of our statistical projections anyway which is what i use i download the csvs and i i use the blitz from cardi right the bat right for baseball and you can mix and match. I mean, sometimes I aggregate, sometimes I blend them together. And uh, I think the consensus is, I believe both beer and Kyle Murray and as well as the blitz projections. Cause I, I mean, I I've been, I've been with sports betting opening up here in Kentucky uh, today. Uh, I'm, I'm getting my process down in order to look at my odds screen, go to scores and odds.com kind of compare line shop. Uh, it seems like there's value on not only on on like DraftKings or FanDuel, but also on underdog and prize picks. Christian Watson over 36 and a half receiving yards. The Blitz Ooh. has him at 57. That sounds juicy. And uh, I believe the current odds on FanDuel and DraftKings are maybe like minus 110. I, I know that that our experts have posted it at minus 110. Maybe it is maybe it has moved since then. But uh, on underdog and prize picks, you don't have to worry about, like, the price. You just have to worry about, like, the implied probability. And based on his receptions plus uh, plus uh, receiving yards, like, the implied probability of, of 36 and a half is the equivalent of, like, a minus 148 type of bet, almost 60%. So uh, if, you're ma- if you're making those three to five picks on underdog or fives and sixes on prize picks, uh, I can tell you that I will have it. So, uh, so if, if it doesn't come in, we'll lose together, right? So the only, yeah, the only um, site that I can use for any kind of uh, sports betting is Underdog. And okay, well they, they got it up there. Three, yeah, I know they have them at they have them at thirty six and a half. So I mean, I'm definitely I'm gonna have to make a couple two pick three picks with that with that, and I don't know what else. Off right. Well, that's the, that's the problem with Underdog and Prize Picks is that that to get the best payouts, to get the highest EV, you gotta you got to win three, four, five of them, right. which means you got to find three, four, five that are worth worth a minus one twenty, minus one twenty two type of payout. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, there's stuff on the board now for NFL because we more of the stuff has opened up, but it's going to be much higher variance because you have to you have to hit them all in order to get paid out. So you're going to have a lot of days in a week where you lose five out of seven days, but the two days that you do win, it makes up for it. With like regular sports betting, I like I'm going to be comparing now between like you give me you give me Christian Watson and he's going to pay like minus one twenty on a minus one forty eight. That's a much better to me. That's much better to use on underdog and prize picks. But sometimes when uh, the 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 implied probability suggests like minus one twenty five, and I could get it like plus one hundred on FanDuel, then I I'm not going to do it on underdog and prize picks because I get a much better price on the on the on the regulated sports books than on the pick'em site. So like determining which way you go. I know Tim, where you are in Maine. Like this is a foreign concept. You don't you don't yeah. get these choices. But yeah. I just want to want to highlight like what you should be looking at, and uh and to 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 celebrate the the Kentucky mobile sports betting or whatever. I'll I'll we'll go into a, a a sports betting concept a little bit later on in the show. But let's get back to the to the to the showdown slate. If if all these guys are on full strength, so if we have Aaron Jones back to normal, ten point eight k. We have Watson 8200. 8, we have David Montgomery 6800. Like you mentioned it in the very beginning, value is tough and it's like most of most of the players are overpriced now. I mean cuz like AJ Dillon probably shouldn't be 7000 anymore if Aaron Jones is at full strength. Like he would normally go down and be like 4800 or something. And then we have like Jaden Reed uh and Dontavian Wicks like those guys, those would be our 2K guys, right? Normally, right. but because right. they've been playing without Watson there, DraftKings has priced them up to, you know, decent enough levels. I mean, looking underneath the kickers and defenses, I mean, we have guys that are projected for like, for like, like nothing practically. From a, from a uniqueness standpoint, I, this is going to be a very tough slate to play lineups where, it's a reasonable enough projection because if you leave like 5k on the table, like, like, how do you do that? When I was just going to say, how are you going to do, how are you going to do that? I mean, you do it and you just hope that someone that one it's a low scoring game. And one of these, you know, Samori Torre scores. Uh, I was going to say Brock Wright falls into the end zone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But some of these yeah. guys are probably still going to be, I mean, in order to fit some of these guys in, I mean, if you're gonna play someone like Amon Ra in the captain stuff, I mean, even if you look at our projections, the projections for this game aren't that great. I mean, look how low the top projected player is Amon Ra St. Brown, and his mean projection is 17.87. Well, like, you know, love 17, like the quarterbacks are about 17s. Like, there's barely anyone that's that's over a double-digit point projection. Is this the type of slate where Maybe, maybe, maybe it's the, maybe, maybe you get different by playing the overpriced players. I mean, I, I say that with a questionable tone because that doesn't, that doesn't seem great either to play the guys that are six points lower projected at 2000 overpriced and just hope that the main guys don't get there. In terms of construction, I think that a lot of people are going to flock to these defenses and kickers, right? I mean, because they, they're projecting the best in terms of, like, lower to mid-range type guys to avoid all this 
really, really, really kind of like useless value. So I, I think those kind of kicker ownerships that are already quite high might even get higher. Um, and I think that you're going to see those defense ownerships get higher also. Um, you're seeing, you know, we can see that Craig Reynolds is, is 17% owns like that in, in 17% kind of like, owned with barely a one point mean projection, right? Or <laughs> Marvin mean, Jones it, Jr. at 2k who is the corpse. Just, I mean, he's right. Just he's, body. he's, he's complete dust. Um, but man, I mean, I don't, and on this slate, I'd almost rather play Marvin Jones and just hope he gets like the two receptions for 20 yards and get the four get the four points out of a 2K guy. And and, and one Reynolds... of them to be in the end zone. I mean, like right. Marvin Jones catches touchdowns. It's just that he'll have a line of two, 20 and one. And that's, and that's right. the best that you could hope for. The other, the other thing is, you know, kind of like looking at like who you're going to be playing at captain, right? Like I think, I think Amon Ra would probably be the most popular captain. Um, I mean, it's showing right now that it's going to be Jared Goff, but. I think it's going to be Amon Ra. What do you think about that blunder? Who do you I think, think it'll be? be most... I think it'll be a mix of both. I, I I would I would guess only because the Lions guys are proje- are priced better than the the Packers guys, right? So like, if Amon Ra, if you don't play Amon Ra, captain, you're much more likely to play him at flex, and then like guys like Josh Reynolds at sixty two hundred. Or Khalif Raymond at I mean where where is he? I'm okay, I'm on I'm on, on the flex. Let me sort by salary. Right. Khalif Raymond, fifty two hundred are more appealing than the overpriced Packers guys with Watson back. That may that may lead more people to a golf captain. Goff Amon Ra. Like imagine putting this lineup together. Like Goff at Captain. And I'm not saying this is a this is a good lineup to play, but imagine Goff at Captain. And then you play Amon Ra, but now you now you start adding in. Uh, I mean, Sam Laporte is eight K. That's all. That's a little pricey. But Josh Reynolds, and then you could also play Brock Wright in this lineup because he catches a touchdown from Goff, and you're still left with seventy nine hundred average remaining player salary. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's what leads more Goff captain lineups because the receivers that you're pairing them with are one is a main main guy with the highest projection. And the others are, I'd much rather play the wide receiver two of the Lions at 6,200 than the wide receiver four of the Packers for 5,000, right? If if you knew like 100% that Aaron Jones was healthy, like ready to go, ready to rock, like wouldn't you love to get to him? I would love to get to him at captain because he gets a lot of check down work. He gets a ton of red zone work. Um, he obviously gets rushing work. Um, he would be like the guy that I would love to get to at captain. Um, but he's I, the guy that has the highest. I think he's the guy that yeah. has a high yeah. ceiling compared to their ownership. And I right. think that these guys like Jones, Watson, and Montgomery, I think out of the three guys that are coming back, right? Aaron Jones, I think, gets squeezed right more than. Aaron Jones and Christian Watson to some extent at 8,200. I think more people would be willing to play David Montgomery at 6,800 because you need some amount of salary savings. He's going to project decently. And even with the 50, you know, 50% pay, 
timeshare role with not minimal pass catching. But at 6,800, I'm willing to eat that. I think people may just be afraid that Aaron Jones is coming back and they're not going to pay 10-8. Because it's going to be very hard. Like, let's say you put Aaron Jones at captain and then you play Amon Ross St. Brown at flex, 55. I mean, you're going to get... I mean, you're going to get down to the point where, like, if you try to play any of the quarterbacks. Well, play play golf and then play Brock Wright. I mean, you could do that, that, but I, I'm assuming would... that construction is going to be somewhat popular. Well, Brock... I don't think I don't think so because Aaron Jones is not going to be a popular captain. Even if you put Brock Wright in there, he's still a 5,500. I mean, now you're putting in kickers and defenses. But, I mean, if Aaron Jones actually has, like, an Aaron Jones game, that's – that's going to be a contrarian build because I don't think people are going to be playing Aaron Jones at captain. Well, enough. I mean, in the large field, I mean, we have him at 5.8% captain ownership. That's not bad. Right. Okay. It's the difference between me and you, Tim, is that when you play those small field contests, like that means like you're competing against like six lineups at 5.8% ownership. Sure. In a large field concept, you're competing against 6,000 lineups. Well, okay. And I look so- at that and I go, well, if I use all my salary and I'm using everyone that's at least double digit owned and the cheapest punt that people are going to use, that lineup gets duplicated, even though it's a 5.8% owned captain, it still gets duplicated 127 times. So if you're playing against, you know, 40,000 people, you know, what are you, what are you looking to do for, for captain to be, to be different? No, no, I, no, it's to me, it's not about the captain. It's about the construction. It's about okay. It's about the rest. So like of the team. Aaron Aaron Jones in a scenario where more people are playing like Amon Ra, Goff, or whatever. I think less people are playing the the running backs. So like if I were to play Aaron Jones a captain, like it's not just playing Aaron Jones a captain. I'm I'm much more likely to play like Jordan Love. Have it not be a rushing touchdown. Have it be passing touchdowns. Yep. That eats away at Watson, it eats away at Dobbs, it eats away at everything. And then you go on the other side, and then you play Jameer Gibbs on the other side instead of Montgomery, right? And you pair him with Goff, right? So you still have two quarterbacks in there. Now your average remaining player salary is 2000 and you're screwed, right? Because now you have to use Brock Wright. So instead of doing this, maybe you play both running backs. You play David Montgomery in there. Right, you play Josh Reynolds for you know a long touchdown or something like that. You play, you play that one of the kickers like Carlson or something, and you have sixty four hundred, and then you have Luke Luke Musgrave, overpriced yeah. Luke Musgrave. Like to me, this yeah. is this is it's a fifty k lineup that's going to be duped. But I'm saying, but this style of construction of like, well, this doesn't make as much sense. And you're avoiding Amon Ross St. Brown. You're avoiding Goff. We're both correlated to each other, right? Yep. You're avoiding you, you're avoiding some of the, you're still playing. You're, you're avoiding you're avoiding Gibbs, you right? Know. But I don't think Gibbs is going to be. Do you really think Gibbs is going to be forty four percent owned? No, I mean that'll come down because we have Montgomery at zero. But let's say he's going to get to be like 30, 20, 25 to thirty, right? I think Montgomery is going to be higher owned than Gibbs, just price wise. How do you fit in a ninety six hundred dollar Gibbs? Right. Right. Getting but like still, what, I, seven, I, seven, I, seven, I, seven I, targets? I mean, like. I still think Gibbs will be around 20. Which is, but that's low on this slate. Right. That makes me more likely to play him. It's just that. Play him a captain. 
To me, Aaron Jones and Jameer Gibbs are the types of running backs that have on a PPR site like DraftKings. Right. I've insane ceilings because of their pass catching role and big play potential. Like David Montgomery and AJ Dillon are the guys like their, their ceiling comes from either falling in the end zone three times or breaking out one. They it's second and one and they go for a 72 yard rushing touchdown when they break through the secondary type of thing at their ownership. I mean, if Jameer Gibbs scores a touchdown, he scores it. He may not get the bonus, but he's scoring it, catching six passes. It's it's you're getting all these points. You're getting like 40 yards rushing. So that's four points. You're getting six, 60 yards receiving. You're getting five or six catches. So those are points. And then the touchdown or two on top of it. It's just like Aaron Jones is the same way of like, because they, they could operate almost as wide receivers. Yeah. Gibbs, they, Gibbs they have that. Perfect. They have those ceilings. Yeah. Gibbs is perfect for PPR sites. Like he's the exact kind of PPR, uh, you know, type player that we want. He's just so expensive now and Montgomery's back. So, but yeah, I think, I think uh, Gibbs is a really strong contrarian captain play for sure. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. I mean, obviously our SIM tool will be coming out this afternoon. We do have, uh, you know, Showdown Sims, where we take our projections, we take our ownership. Jamino 
puts it puts it on the hamster wheel, as I always say, Jamino's hamster wheel, and does you know ten thousand plus simulations of the slate. And what do the top 0.1% of lineups look like on DraftKings? And then you can compare those rates of how often they appear in the top 0.1% of lineups to their ownership. And that kind of tells you like who's more likely to be over-owned, who's more likely to be under-owned, what are the constructions more or less likely to look like. And I mean, the, the common construction on this slate, I mean, if we just take a look at our optimal projections i mean it's going to be more i think it's going to be four two lions three it's, i mean three threes are always are always tend to be more three, popular three threes are always popular right but i think yeah. if it's going to side on one on one team it's going to be lions it's going to be four two lions builds which may actually be more likely to be optimal but also they're going to be much higher owned do you think people are going to chase the Sam Laporta game? I mean, enough people will in the large field. I think right. in the smaller field, he'll be lower owned. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, 8K I just... for a tight end. I mean, and let and I mean, dude, we may be, Sam Laporta, we may be talking about at the end of the year as, well, he's someone like Kelsey or Hawkinson and, and Andrews. I mean, some of these guys aren't, Andrews doesn't look like he's, that guy anymore i mean hawkinson is getting something kelsey is okay but maybe laporta is that guy maybe it turns out that in the future laporta is going to be 11 5 on on these slates maybe in the future i don't think today i don't know not 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 anytime soon but maybe in the future um i'm just kind of curious like maybe his ownership goes up because people want to chase that game but i think i think the large the lot the contest you're playing i think it'll be lower yeah large field it'll be higher yeah i agree and i think the same thing for someone like Jaden reed like because people have been used to playing Jaden reed so like his i think his ownership he needs to be over owned in the large field but maybe under owned in the small field like I said, in the, in, in the small field contests, you have even more incentive to overpay for someone if they're going to be much lower owned, right? Right. As yeah, long as yeah. you're not doing it across the board in your whole lineup. Like, don't just play all the overpriced players. Right. Like, you have a lot of incentive to just play A.J. Dillon because uh, do you really think A.J. Dillon's going to be 35% owned at 7,000? No. No, Right. I really don't want to play AJ Dillon though. Right, but I don't, I'm I, I don't I don't care if I have incentive or not. I really don't want to play him. I don't I don't care if he shows up as like the best positive leverage play on the slate and all the sharps are like, oh yeah, you should play him. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not clicking that name. No chance. So you so to, to conclude, you're more likely to be playing like your target right now as of you know eleven thirty in the morning. You're liking those Aaron Jones captain lineups. I am. I am. Yeah. But I mean, keep in mind, you know, I play in contests with four to 500 people, not 50,000, you know, so I'm, I'm different than blunder. You know, I only make one team. I just play in single entries and things like that. So I, I'm kind of looking at Aaron Jones right now as my, as my favorite captain. Me, I, I me, I just build like, I build three, 600 lineups. I mishmash them around. I I typically build 300 lineups for each, like one five, 
two, four, three, three, four, two, five, one. Mm-hmm. Take a look at them all and put them all into my portfolio trimmer. I trim them. I trim the ones that are way too owned for their projection down. And then whatever I got left, you know, I'm, I'm going to be playing, I think, 40 lineups tonight. I just picked 40 that look pretty good to me. I roll with that. And sometimes, sometimes that means I, I only have, sometimes it means like in the last slate, like in the two gamer that I only have two lineups with Deandre Swift and I have 11 mm-hmm. lineups with Kenny Gainwell because mm-hmm. the ownership is skewed in one right. direction. So right. it's a lot of slates where either I do really well or just minus 90%. But that's kind of how yeah. I treat showdown, right? It's like, I'm not spending a whole ton of my, I'm not using a ton of my bankroll. So it's like, yeah, these 40 lineups are just like, I'll throw them out there. One of them will hit big or we're moving on to tomorrow. Spray and pray. Yeah, that's really what it is. Right. Right. Okay. So uh, we got content coming out today for showdown. We got the pre-lock show later tonight, 730, 745 or so. Obviously, we got baseball today, right? Baseball is almost almost wrapping up before the playoffs. We got Grinders Live later. But uh, we also got tools on action, the Action Network for like betting converters and stuff like that. I wanted Tim, I know you're in Maine, you don't sports bet, but you're, but you're an analytical thinker. I am. I I just don't know anything about this world because I don't get to, I don't get to play. I don't get to play blunder. So we can go over it and I can fail all the tests that you're going to give me, but I'll, I'll do it. No, I don't think you're going to fail. I think understanding the concept of expected value. I think you understand the concept of expected value is I do. one of, if not the most important concepts in both DFS sports betting in any any competitive activity. And, and, and I played poker for ten years before I started playing DFS. So I, right. I I know I know about this stuff, but sports betting I don't know a lot about. So okay, let's, well then we, let's go. Let's let's get into it. Okay, so that's why I set up the other day. And I and I and I only asked this on Twitter because I had a conversation with someone else that reached out that wanted some DFS help, some ran, random person that you know watches or whatever. I won't say their name in case they are watching. Uh, and I asked them uh, the questions that they were asking seemed not advanced uh, at all. So I went <laughs> to the very beginning of like, do do they understand what just the concept of expected value. So I used it in the context of sports betting to some extent by this, this question. So car A is faster than car B. Okay. So we could buy how much it doesn't matter. Don't, don't look too much into this, Tim. It's not a trick question. There's no like, well, but it doesn't have spoilers on like that. that it's, it's, it's not I, that I feel like I, I feel like I'm getting tricked already, Blunder. All right, but, but yeah, you're not. Yeah. You're not. Okay. All right. Car A, you got car A, you got car B. They're both on a road. Right? Right? Same distance, same exact distance, same exact road, same exact whatever. Other than the fact that car A, there are two stoplights. Right? That could turn red on the on their drive, right? Same distance, whatever. They are the faster car, but they have a 50% chance. Of getting stuck at each of the traffic lights. So they have a 50% chance of getting stuck at the first one. And they have a 50% chance of getting stuck at the second one. And we're going to assume that if they get stuck at the red light, they lose. Right? Even though they're faster than the other car, they're not fast enough to 
get stuck for a minute at a red light. Okay, so you got car A, get stuck at the first light 50% of the time, get stuck at the second light 50% of the time. Car B has no lights. It's the slower car, but there are no lights at all. We have to assume that, obviously, if car A doesn't get stuck at either light, car A is going to win, right? I mean, my guess is car A, right? I mean, that's, isn't that the Well, no, that's not the question yet. You're trying to, okay? So that's the scenario. Car B, slower car, no lights. Car A, faster car, 50% of the time it gets stuck at the first light, 50% of the time it gets stuck at the second light. Which would be a better bet? Car A at plus 350 or car B at minus 350? How would you you think about solving that problem? I think it's car A, but I'm I'm not positive. But, and like, how do I, how do I know? I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking this. You're probably overthinking it. I'm probably overthinking this, but how do I know without knowing, are they going equal speed? Yes. But it doesn't matter. But, but, okay. Well, see, this is what confuses me because you say car A is faster than car B. Right. But if it gets stuck at a light, it loses. Doesn't matter how fast it is. If it gets stuck at a light, it loses. All right. Don't worry about it. I still think it's car A. Car A at plus 350 over car B at minus 350. Because it's going to lose in two events, right? And it's going to win. It's going to, and there's a 50% chance of being stuck at each red light. At each light. light. So what's the chance of it getting stuck at either of the lights? Right. Right. Is 75% the of the time. Right. So it's I think it's car A. Car A at plus 350. Right. The key point is what the price you're getting. Right. I know. I know. Right. Yeah. So think through this scenario. 50% of the time, you get stuck at car A. Because stuck at light one. 50% of the time, you get stuck at light two. So the chance of it getting stuck at both lights is what? 25. 25%. Right? Okay. Yeah. The, the chance of it getting stuck at one of the lights is 25% because you have a 50% chance at one, 50% right. chance at the other, which right. means that if it gets stuck 25% of the time, it'll lose 25% of the time. If it doesn't get stuck 75% of the time, car B wins. So right. what's, what are the odds, right? What would be the correct odds for 25% of the time something happening? Plus 300. Oh, really? Okay. Right? If we convert implied odds of 25%, that's plus 300. So if you were getting a wager on car A at plus 300, you'd break even. If you're getting 350, you're getting more than the probability of the event happening. Right? If you're getting 350, you're getting the payout as if it's only a 22%, 0.2% chance of the car winning. Yeah, I, I totally overthought that. Minus 350, right? Minus 350 would be equal to 77. That means car A, car B, in this example, would have to win 77.78% of the time for minus 350 to be a good bet. It's not. They only win at 75% of the time. That's minus 300. Mm-hmm. So the better bet would be on 
car A at plus 350. If I told you, get- you that it was car A at plus 250 and car B at minus 250, you'd take right. car B. You take car the, B. The actual odds, the actual line on this example should be minus 300 plus 300. Right. So that, it doesn't that matter. Would be, that would be like the true odds. That would be the true three. odds. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, throughout this whole example, the concept that you should be getting out of this is what are the true odds of the event happening? So the first part of the problem is figuring that out. I made it as easy as possible without it being like absurdly complex, right? That you had to go 50% times 50% is 25%, right? That I didn't just leave it at 50%, that one light. I made it a little bit more complex. So 25% of the time is plus 300. So you look at the betting lines and you go, which... Which does, it's not about predicting, Tim. If I gave you car A in this example at plus 3,000, you'd take that bet, right? Of course. Of course. Does it matter for, that, that for, a, for a lot of money? I would, <laughs> right? Of course. Your edge is very right. high, right? But what have I told you, Tim? That uh, first off, that 35% of people did not get the right answer on this poll out of 647 votes. And that the person that I had a conversation with, I explained this two to three times on why car A plus 350 is the better bet. And the response was, but car B wins more often. I don't get Hmm. it. Car car B wins more often. Like if I'm going to bet on an NFL team that is favored by whatever amount of points... Why wouldn't I bet them on the money line? Like, like that doesn't work like that though. Why doesn't it work? Why can't I go and like, I think the chiefs are going to win and I'm going to bet on the chiefs and whether or not it's minus 1000 or minus 200, it doesn't matter. I think the chiefs are going to win more often. Well, I mean, that's, that's where you get into negative EV and positive EV discussions, right? I mean, it definitely doesn't work like that. I, I talk about like money line wagering in hockey quite a bit. And because sometimes you get really, really big money line, you know, favorites and stuff. And sometimes I'm like, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't mean that over time you're going to make money betting, you know, the Edmonton Oilers over the Arizona Coyotes at, you know, minus, you know, 600, like over time. You know what I mean? Like, minus 600, if you convert that to an implied probability, is a little over 85, 86%. Right. So your attitude should be in that scenario is not they're minus 600. It's just, what do you think the odds of this team winning are? And obviously you could build models and project that type of stuff. Same thing for props. It's not Christian Watson over 36 and a half receiving yards. It's not like I'm not, I wouldn't bet that at minus 500, right? right? The distribution doesn't call for that. It's not, it's minus 500 would be the equivalent of, of uh, 83% chance of them getting over. Like, it depends on what you're getting paid out versus the probability of the event actually happening. I didn't even, I, I'm so glad I did the show with you today because I didn't even know about this betting odds calculator that we had. I, I didn't even know this existed. Right, and you have all the, these different calculate parlay calculator, hedge calculator, hold calculator, uh, money line awesome. converters, odds value that's calculator. All on, that's all on actionnetwork.com. It's a better That's collective awesome. uh, partner site. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. I didn't even right now. Obviously, some of these normal ones, like minus one fifty, is sixty percent. I mean, you get you get used to like some of them, like the the main ones. Minus two hundred is sixty six percent. So I mean, in your mind, but converting these two, what it's just the concept of these numbers imply a probability. So even in your example of the Edmonton Oils, you know, there are plenty of people out there that are like, I'm not going to lay five hundred bucks to win a, uh, or even worse, I'm not going to pay lay a thousand dollars to win a hundred like well what what do you think the chances of of that team or that prop or that whatever coming in it's like oh well, i think 95 percent of the time well then it's it's plus ev right because right. minus 1000 equals about 91 percent. so if you think the event has more than a 91 percent chance of happening minus right. 1000 is the is the value side right of the equation and the same thing with the other side of we give you know we see some of these money lines plus 400 on a college football game or something. Right. We go, well, one team with the VIG, it's like minus 500 on one side, plus 400 on the other. You're like, well, I'm not going to bet on the plus 400. I'm, you know, I don't see them winning at all. It's like, well, do you see them winning more than 20% of the time? If your answer is yes, then plus 400 is a good bet. If your answer is no, then it's not. Mm-hmm. But of course, the best way of converting and figuring out what the actual probability is, is using some amount of data science. We have mm. models here. That's what we do here at Roto Grinders right. here at scores right. and odds and the action network and fantasy labs. But even if, even if you're like, well, I don't want to have to deal. I don't want to have to open Excel. I don't have to do all that work. I don't want to have to sign up for Roto Grinders and get our statistical projections. You'll be a better, better. If you just think in your head, just like in poker, right, Tim, like, yep. What are the odds of my flush hitting at the river? Mm-hmm. What are the odds well, the, that I'm getting out of them? It's not like you're it, not predicting it whether it does, or not it you're doesn't matter. Get a it it depends on how much is in the pot and you know what the bet is and right yeah right it's not yeah. you're not imagine me asking you Tim on on the river right that it's it's the turn the fifth card's gonna come out the only way you can win is with completing your flush you need a heart right you know that that's gonna happen. You know, four and a half to one or something, something like that. Right. So yep. what's four and a half to one? Four and a half to one is like plus four fifty or so, right? Yes. yes. Four it's and a like half to one. 18% it's like twenty percent. Like right. Yeah. So that means like not assuming nothing else, assuming you're all in at the point, there's no bet on the river, there's no implied odds. I want to, you know, add all this stuff so Tim doesn't overthink everything. You know, if the if you're if you have to call a hundred dollar bet to win a thousand dollar pot. Right, you instantly do it. You're call if you have to bet. Right, call a hundred dollar bet. You should. You should. You shouldn't even be thinking about that. If it's right. if it's a, if if it's a hundred to one a thousand, right. But under but understand that in sports betting, so many people are doing the equivalent, Tim, of should I call this hundred dollar bet? I don't know how much is in the pot, Tim. Can you can you tell me if a heart's going to come out? Like, what right. should I look at? Is there some, is there a day of the week where hearts come out more? <laughs> is there the, t- the, t- the color of the deck? Is the de- Does the dealer matter? Like, when you play poker in that scenario, you're not thinking of, like, I don't know if a heart will come out this specific time. All I know is that it will come out four and a half to one, right? right? I mean, it's going to come out 80, 18% of the time. Am I yeah. getting paid more than the probability of the event happening? So in sports betting thinking the same way. Am I getting paid more than the event happening in DFS, Tim? 
You're like, I'm going to play Aaron Jones a captain. Like, is does that mean that Tim, Tasteful Tides, you have some insider knowledge that Aaron Jones is going to score four touchdowns today? <laughs> that would be much different, Tim, if I told you that Aaron Jones was going to be 47% owned at captain? Yeah, I, I would run away. I would run away so fast. Right. He was going to be... Right. But well, if what's, he's gonna the, be what's like, the reason? If, what's the difference between him being at 47% owned and him being at 2%? Right. Because it's because of his implied odds of being the optimal captain, you know? And so, yeah. So, like, I'm hoping just for tonight, I'm I'm hoping people will be scared away and think that he might be limited and he'll be like 15% a captain. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? But, but, the, but the general concept, Tim, is that. Your opinion on the DFS strategy is based on the probability of the event happening versus right. how much you get paid for it. And as the ownership goes down, it's like you getting paid more and more for a lower odds occurrence. So yeah. you told me that Aaron Jones is going to be 50% on in the captain. You're like, he's not going to be the optimal captain often enough to pay that price of so high ownership. But at 2% ownership... Like he doesn't have to succeed off it. Like he's gonna fail most of the time. But when right. he succeeds, you get paid way more than you should because of it. That's why I always look at our sim tool page. That's like the first page I look at when it, that comes out. I want I want to see that page. You know, um, that's what that's how I determine like who's gonna be over owned compared to their optimal rate. So we we've talked about that before. We right. used to do. We used to do showdown shows together last year. Like that's what we would talk about all the time. Is that is that page about who's who's over owned, who's under owned, and you know that's the way to go about DFS, right? Sure. And that, and the same thing in sports betting. Same thing for underdog and prize picks. Yeah. The whole concept of, dude, if you know you're 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 if you're flipping a coin, and you're getting paid two to one, it doesn't matter if you pick heads or tails. Yeah. Right. So Tim, tasteful tides on Twitter. Even though you don't, you barely tweet. You barely, you don't tweet. screenshot. You don't do anything. I don't do you anything. Win big. You don't let anyone know. No, nope, I'm on Grinders Live every Sunday with Dean and Bobby at nine thirty, nine thirty to eleven. That's that's my show. How do you, how do you deal with those guys? I, I like those guys. <laughs> That's to me that on the Sunday block, that's kind of like the appetizer. That's like the, you know, like the, the roto grinders and friends type of type of show. And then, then Eric and, uh, and squirrel patrol come on and it's like, okay, this is how your brains are going to break. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause they're like, you know, why are we assuming anything? Why are we assuming we're even going to wake up in the morning? Right. Like it's kind <laughs> of like, it's all contrarian stuff and all right, come on. And then, then you get the, the, the last block where it's kind of like, okay, it's dessert. You get, you get like okay here here like the top plays and everything, but uh, but I, I enjoy I enjoy Sunday mornings, you know listening to the dichotomy of of uh, you know Dean and Bobby's takes and yep. back and forth. It's entertaining. It is. I think we have a good show. I I, I like doing it. And you have other content here at at Roto Grinders as well. Yeah, I'm on, uh, I'm on, you know, you know, expert surveys a lot. I'm on Grinders Live for baseball. I'll be on for basketball also. I'll be on projections for hockey. Hockey starts on October 10th. Blunder, you should play hockey. 
You Wait, no, you'll be, you're going to come back. Let, let Devin know that you're doing hockey because yeah. remember, you this would... show this show in the morning is is like is your taster of like the entire day. So it's not just not just football, not just NBA. Right. We talked about right. golf yesterday. I may talk about soccer tomorrow. Like it's just little tidbits yeah. of of what what people are thinking about today in DFS props and pick them and I'd 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 love to, to NHL. I would mean, do we Tim, do we have statistical projections for NHL? We do. So I could I could I could put them in to prize picks and underdog and yep. And DraftKings and FanDuel. You you could play all your props with all all our projections. You you would really like it. You would like playing hockey DFS. Hockey Almost. DFS is very similar to soccer DFS. Yeah, soccer and baseball kind of put together. Right, because you're stacking, you're stacking, you're line. stacking, and also goalie stacking too. Goalie you know defenders. I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. So there's there's so much strategy in DFS hockey. You would you would really like DFS hockey. I know you would. Well, maybe maybe that's good. I I I don't I don't like NBA DFS because of the amount of time. Yeah. Isn't the right. only thing in NHL DFS, from what I could tell from people I follow on Twitter, that people get tilt they. The, the lines change out of the blue, the lines change or the goal, or you have to make sure that the right goalkeeper is in. All, all you got to do is go to our discord channel blunder me, uh, myself and, and Dane Forden. And we keep everyone up to date on that. It's so easy. Okay. So, so I it, need to know when the, you know, it could be 17 minutes before game time. This other yeah. goalkeeper is starting. Switch I right. would say, I would say 30 minutes to like 15 minutes before game time. You know what I mean, and just stay in Discord. We 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 update everything right away, right away. So it's very it's, similar to soccer in the in the soccer yeah, channel. I'm exactly. in there, and Tuttle's in there, and Alex Cooper's right. in there because we exactly. don't even get the starting lineups for soccer till an hour before kickoff. Right. I mean, you don't get the line rushes in hockey until about thirty to twenty minutes before the game. Hmm. So you got to be quick, quick, quick. You know, but we up we update everything, and there's a pretty there's a way bigger edge in hockey than there is in NBA. I mean, not even something close. Something close. Do you, do you get people in, in NHL contests that end up playing that there's a 21% goalkeeper that never just didn't start? I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't but, go that I mean, far. But there's enough in there that it may be 5%. Yeah. Th- that is that is definitely a, been a thing where you get like a 3 to 5% completely dead goalie. Yeah, in large field, lower state stuff. Definitely. I'm Definitely. interested. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna look into it. October yeah. starts and then a little uh, two it weeks. Starts, uh, it starts October 10th. There's a three gamer on October 10th. Okay, well I'll I'll maybe but I'll... definitely definitely just like you know look at Discord because we we you know update everything right away. So you you don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. So you just just you're, Tim, you're just gonna send me money. I don't have to do. I don't literally have to. Well, do I don't, there's no guarantees on that, but you don't actually have to do any. I have to like, enter contests and make lineups. Yeah, you got to make your own lineups, but oh. you don't have to like worry about following news. We do okay. that for you. Okay, that's great. So rotogrinders.com/slash/discord, people could join that. I mean, they could join that right now if you want, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. There's people in there right now talking about preseason. Ah, uh, so, preseason NHL. Oh, oh that, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah we're, we're, people play preseason nhl that's i don't play that that's too much for me that there's there's too many too many moving parts for that for me what's the big but, day for nhl like like when the slates are the biggest 
Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is generally the big. Okay, days. so that's that's pretty that's pretty good. Like Tuesdays are going to be yeah. light. Typically, those are the lighter NBA days. Because right. typically NBA is like bigger on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, yeah, those are the hockey night in Canada days. So it's, it's only it's hockey bit... night in Canada. Can it be hockey night in the United States also? Well, yeah, but I mean that those are like the big Canadian teams play those nights. So. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- those are the uh, premier nights for NHL. It's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Okay. Well, right, well, you're definitely going to let Devin know. You're going to come back on. You're going you're gonna to help me win an NHL DFX. So, truthfully, I'd rather, I'd rather do that than, than have to monitor injury news in NBA and who's going to sit and who's going to whatever. Like, I, I mean. It is so much more fun just from, a, just from a game theory, you know, strategy perspective to play hockey. The, the prize pools aren't as good right but the presidents aren't good in soccer and i play that yeah oh yeah well then you you would love hockey then you would love it yeah we'll we'll see maybe i end up being i maybe beginner's luck i end up you know binking a gpp in hockey out of of nowhere yeah let's do it i will join the discord you should join the discord if you're watching hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door give me those thummy thumbs hit the subscribe button Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got Grinders Live later today. We got Crunch Time later today for MLB. We got the NFL pre-lock show for uh, for the Thursday night football game, Packers versus Lions. Definitely check out the SIM tool if you're a premium member. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month tomorrow. If Kyle Marion will be do- discussing a NFL DFS strategy for the week four slide. Once, uh, you know, ownership gets updated, projections get updated. We'll see, you know, what, what takes, what stacks what players, everything on the board tomorrow because I'm here answering your DFS strategy questions. Send them in, questions at theoryofdfs.com. Need questions for that mailbag. So, Tim, you know, first appearance on the on the new rebranded show, uh, you, you, you will be back on for, for some NHL stuff for sure. Can't, can't wait. Thanks, Blender. Uh, so you can always check us out for all things DFS, props, and pick them on Roto Grinders today.